Hi, I'm Mike Dean. You're listening to the Glory Days of Gold, the East Fife and Scottish Football Podcast. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, how do you do? We are the boys from New Bayview and we are back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Lee Gillis. I'm Doug Perry. I'm Gordon Henderson. Yes, the gang of four are back. Ah, it's so good to see Gordon's lovely, if somewhat itchy face on the screen right now, back from You Are Gay. Fun times, Gordon? Yeah, it was really good. Different, uh, Slightly different climate, South America in summer to Scotland in winter. Uh, also or, or Scotland add, in summer. <laughs> added added bonus, didn't watch any East Fife games while I was out there, so that was really nice. That is an added bonus, I I, I think, for, for definite. I, I mean, we're back, the four of us, to talk about Fife's number one team. Well done, Kelty Hearts, eh? Knocking St Johnston out of the cup. That one's just for Lee. Yeah, I died a little bit inside when you said that, to be honest. But a burning question for you, Gordon. How many little donkeys did you eat while you were out there? Little donkeys? Yes, that is what that... Chivito means, apparently. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Um, I think I only had one Chivito. The national dish of Uruguay, if anybody's wondering. Oh, I, I was. Yes. Uh, it was basically oh. like a steak sandwich, isn't it? Yeah, steak sandwich, lots of chips other stuff on it um, and it's also massive which is well, usually massive which is good I don't think you should ask Gordon any burning questions though after the, the pain he's been in this week <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive topic <laughs> <laughs> it's normally only when he pees as well eh? uh, <laughs> uh, we're all at that age now anyway enough, enough of this nonsense before we get into the football chat let's hear from this episode's sponsors East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. Today's podcast is brought to you by John W. Gilbertson Limited, a small, friendly, family firm of solicitors based in Glenrothes, who specialise in buying and selling residential property, wills, powers of attorney and executory work. On your team, on your side, supporting you all the way to achieve your goals. Well, it is a football show after all. Thanks as always there to East Fife Community Football Club and John W. Gilbertson solicitors from Glenrothes there for their continued support over this season. And of course, we are continuing our support for East Fife over this season and forever. 
I don't know why sometimes when you see these results come in, we're still looking for our, our first goal this this year, Lee. And watching the highlights from the game on Saturday, there was chances to get them and it now feels that we're never, ever going to get them. Yeah, um, much like he's Fife, I'm yet to score this year. <laughs> um, but no, the, the, the last two games, particularly the Falkirk one, I actually thought we were really good against Falkirk. Um, I thought we played well, I thought we defended well. And barring the, the sending off from Smith, I, I think we'd have gone on to win that. There was just that sort of, I don't know, that feeling that we were going to go on and do something until the red card. And before, in fact, I had the pleasure of uh, Doug Perry's company of the game on Saturday and I picked him up. I was like, I don't know why, but I felt like we were going to win on Saturday. Um, call it stupid optimism um, because that was absolutely right. We didn't. Um, but again, had the chances to win the game. But we were saying on Saturday, it's kind of one of those that when nothing's going for you, you get nothing as well. So like you've had all the bad luck and then you know there's a chance where Smith um, if he'd just been an extra yard ahead, he, he had a tap in. You know, Connell, nine times out of ten, finishes his chance on Saturday, plus all the ones that we had against Falkirk um, that, we, that we could have really done better with. So the only thing I would say is the last two performances, well, in fact, the performance against uh, Falkirk gave me some hope, but Saturday, you know, watching that would get football stopped. That was, that was dreadful. I mean, Doug, were you concerned getting in a, a vehicle with Lee when he was coming out with stuff like this? Did you wonder if he was maybe under the influence a little bit? I mean, I, I've done my back in this weekend and I'm on high strength pain pills and I didn't even think that East Fife were going to win. Yeah, there was worries, obviously, concerns. But, we, you know, I, I said if you go slowly the first sort of 50 yards, I'll assess whether he's seems there. He seemed OK. Um, I, I wasn't quite as optimistic, but... I, I didn't think we'd lose. If I, I mean, not that that makes me some form of knowledgeable hero because we didn't lose, but... Um, well, yeah. I was forgetting that, actually. It's, that's rare. We haven't talked think, about a I game we haven't lost for a while. I know. I think it's delirium from both of us because it's amazing that as football fans you do that where you've been absolutely Tom Kite the whole season. Dreadful. And it's like, you've got home and you think, I think we might win today. Why? We've won three games all season. We've not scored all year. And suddenly, like, yeah, I just think we'll win. We didn't. We should have, but we didn't. De delusion, Gordon. It runs in football fans around the world. And I think when you when you support a little team in particular, that's just what keeps you going. Are you re revitalised back from your six weeks away? Exciting to see what East Fife's got in store? Or having watched the highlights to the weekend, are you now wishing that you'd stayed in Uruguay? Uh, well, definitely wishing I'd stayed in Uruguay. Um, I, I cannot say that I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think you need to be a little bit deluded to like support a football team. Like I was checking, like checking the updates from Saturday, and it's there's a little part of me that's like every time I checked it, it's like I, I think I think we'll I think we'll have scored. I, th I think we're going to win this one. You're like you're right. There's no evidence. Uh, that's just it's just insanity. Um, but no, I think the last, particularly what is that? Five games in January, one point, no goal scored. What five, six, seven, eight, nine goals conceded. You're like that's it. I mean, we're down. We're not gonna. There's like there's no argument that we are gonna get good enough to get out of the position we're in. 
So for me, it's really just kind of trudging towards relegation now. I can't, I can't convince myself it's anything else. Well, I mean, people aren't obviously going to know this because they're listening to the the podcast. But I mean, it, it's deadline day. Lee is in the the car park as he usually is uh, on a, a Monday night down in Methil. Any exciting news? What have you seen, Lee? Give us all the gory details. I mean, Scott Young's just turned up with his chopper out. Um, I think that, that may be for a potentially different meet. <laughs> is he going to cut down some trees? No. Um, he is laying wood, though. Um, oh. And I'll come back to you with a, an update at a later point on that. Um, no, I, I, I had seen um, Scott Ingalls update earlier. We're both talking and I've got the head in their hands. <laughs> um, yeah. Did see Scott Ingalls tweet to say not to expect much activity, but I didn't really anyway. Um, to be honest, I think that the loan window doesn't end tonight, and I think if we were going to bring anybody else in, it was it was going to likely be on loan anyway. The only concern is that there's not been any goings out, um, which for some maybe some of the the, the players that we maybe would have got a fee for uh, might means that they're more likely to move on on a free. But I mean, there's we've got a very bloated squad, um, and clearly the players that we've tried to to shift, we, we haven't managed to do that yet. Lee Gillis, there live from the Bayview car park, talking about the loan windows. Usually, when he's there on a Monday night, it's the moan windows that he's talking about. I mean, I I surprised that Scott's turned up there though, Lee, because I would have thought he would have been in the Stirling Albion car park, um, or outside Darren Young's house with binoculars um, and Kleenex in hand. Um, to be fair, I think between the two locations, they're probably his favourites. <laughs> it's, very, it's very important to verbally bash uh, lifelong East Fife fans. It's good. It, yeah. it is. It's <laughs> just banter, Scott. This, this, just is, banter. this is how we get our sadness of watching the team out. Pretty much. Scott, yeah. Scott will listen to that and laugh. I wouldn't have bothered to it. So, Scott and Goal said not likely to be much activity. But before we get into some of the games, we have added a, a couple of new additions since the, the last show, Doug. We've got uh, Lionel Blair. He's come in, dancing up the wings for, for East Fife. And young local lad from Dundee United on, on loan, young Watson. I think you don't have to be Sherlock to know, though, that we needed a lot more help than that. Yeah, I mean, Blair oh, hasn't shown me much so far. I, I I was saying that to Lee on Saturday. I, I was convinced that he's like a attacking left-sided midfielder who's playing holding midfield at the moment. And, and maybe because we have quite a few injuries in that area, you know, with Miller and David Snout. So maybe he's kind of been shoehorned in a wee bit at the moment. I don't know. But he's I wouldn't say he's overly impressed. Um, Watson, obviously, we just saw glimpses of him on Saturday. He looks very quick. I think that was probably the fact that he's a local guy and, you know, it would have been nice to get another body in. What, what he'll bring, I don't know. Um, I don't really know that much about him. But as I say, he looked, he looked quick. But, I mean, my slight concern on Saturday was that you had young Healy, who's obviously he had a good loan spell at East Stirling, got recalled, did well in under-20s again, and has sort of looked decent when he's come on, by all accounts, who didn't get on. And that would... If I was him, that would really annoy me. But mm, I was surprised um, at that. I'd rather I'd rather he brought Healy on than than Watson. But you know, fair play. And do you know what? There was quite a there was a there was a buzz in the stadium because there was quite a lot of guys there who 
obviously knew him. Do you know what I mean? There was you could hear it quite a few different pockets of voices all all around the the massive crowd. Um, you know, there was a decent on. crowd so that, on Saturday, by the way. Yeah, the last nice Falker and um, Peterhead that the crowds have been decent considering where we are. Mm. The crowds have been all right. Just to echo a bit about Doug, the the only thing that that I could think possibly why Ryan Blair's playing in the position he is because when we announced him, it did say left sided midfielder. Yeah, is that Crawford's desperate to try and get some creativity in the middle of the park? Um, but f- there's nothing that I've seen of Blair since he signed that's convinced me that he's any better than what we've had. I think that there's obviously still time for him to do that. And he's obviously played at a good level and he went down south to Swansea and there's clearly a player there. Um, but I, he started brightly on Saturday, but he, he didn't really turn that into anything. Um, the young boy, Watson, I, I said, uh, sorry, Leo Watson, I said uh, a couple of straight passes I actually thought was pretty good on Saturday. Um, the, the boy, Dan Watson, that came on, I mean, he came on as wing back, um, and from what I heard, he was a striker. But then, in his his interview after the game, says that he could play wing back, right uh, side of midfield, or striker. He actually says he prefers playing on the right side of midfield, um, which is is potentially good to know because I don't think we've really got anybody that's got pace on the wings. So, you know, there's still time for these signings to to, to show that they've got something for us. I don't think they're they're going to be enough to to ultimately save us from going down, but. Um, who knows that if we get them on loan this year and impress, we can maybe convince them to, to come back next year when we're in League Two. There's one thing that I do need to say though is um, I received misinformation about Leo Watson being returned um, from Stirling Albion. Um, I believe that, or I was told that he was sent back from from Darren Young, and I've since been corrected that that's not the case. So oh. please accept my apologies for false news, fake news, Donald Trump. So we recalled him then because we wanted to see what he could do with us? No, no. Um, um, Basically, Robbie Nielsen recalled him to Hearts um, to then loan him to us. Because obviously Um, his mates were crawl. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Like, Gordon, you're sitting on the beach, sanding your toes and other bits of your speedos. Obviously, you've been listening to the, the podcast the, the last few weeks because why would you not on, on the beach? We were talking about who we might bring in and I thought it would be a tough sell to, to bring in anyone, really. Uh, even if you bring a young guy in, how many clubs are wanting to, their young guys to go to the bottom of the table? Lee was thinking it was a good opportunity to, to prove themselves. What's your view on it? Are you surprised there's been so little action or did you think this was inevitable and we're just kind of killing time now to the end of the season and crawl kind of stamp his own identity on this team i wasn't expecting much because i think you know over the last few years it doesn't seem like a lot of business gets done in january i mean in the lower leagues because you know you're not clubs aren't paying money for people so you know we're not we're not going to we're not going to move someone out for cash and then have cash to bring someone in so you know you're kind of looking at really young guys or maybe somebody that's just you know not been playing all season so you know their their, their club they want to leave their club the club doesn't want them maybe you can get someone like that but the the options are so limited and like you say we're not going to be you know we're not going to be anyone's first choice so if there is you know a really good 
but I know he's at our Broves and he's never going to come a, a club in League One now. But you know, someone like Jack Hamilton was available, or you know, there was just a bit of a gem. You know, somebody that a lot of clubs would want. But, you know, why would they come to his Fife right now? Um, I think I think that's it. We were just always going to struggle. Um, so I, I kind of expected it to be, you know, maybe somebody that was unattached, or you know, kind of young guy that you know you maybe don't really know very much about. I think that was just the expectation. But equally, I think that potentially if we had managed to maybe move people on, because the only person that we've mm. moved on is Bonsu, whose plan, um, his plan, his phone talk, sorry, his contract um, had ended in, in January. So really, um, there, there's not been much improvement to the budget. I'm going to guess that we're getting Watson and Watson um, for absolute peanuts and East Kilbride were shipping out all their players anyway, so we're probably not paying much for Blair either, I would imagine. Um, so I, I think that it, it's probably ultimately came down to the fact that we didn't really have the money because we couldn't get rid of some of the the bloat that we have. I assume I assume that Aussie Bonsu probably had more texts on his plan than minutes that he spent on the pitch. So <laughs> I think yeah, he, he, he didn't sign for Clyde then. He's still on. He was on trial there, and he's played for them as a trialist. Oh, mental! Um, He'll probably the only, go there and end up top scorer. The only um, thing I would say of any potential is there will be deals where clubs like a Livingston, for example, have said we're trying to sign X, Y, and Z before mm-hmm. the transfer window comes out. If we do bring him in, then so and so can go out and loan, but we can't do that deal until we know if this guy's coming in. So there will be transfers like that. I would think people going out and loan, you know, tomorrow or the next day from when clubs know what they've got, basically. Maybe worth looking at St Johnston because they've just brought in a slew of guys because they, just today, they signed one of the Whitecaps strikers that had been on loan in Norway last season. So I think they've added six or seven guys. So, I mean, there could be a chance that they've got a few people that might be a little bit surplus to requirement. So that's an option. But I like how we've got Higgins and Higgins, Watson and Watson now. It's like, it's going to be very confusing for the commentators. Smith and Smith. And Smith and Smith oh, as Smith well, and yeah. Smith as well, yeah. Wow, this is great. Something for us to make fun of for the rest of the I season. Think the prob- I think the main reason we released Aussie Bonsu was the inability to find another. Never going to get another Aussie Bonsu. Yeah, Lee, if you Big change Steve. your name to Aussie Bonsu... <laughs> Big, big Stevie Aussie Bonsu was the one to come. <laughs> so, was There's a, only lower. one Aussie Bonsu. Thank <laughs> fuck we said down Bayview Way. But... Yeah. Now, we'll, we won't delve too much into the Falkirk game. We obviously didn't do a, a, a show last weekend. I wasn't able to, to jump on it for various reasons. But I, I do want to ask general curiosity. I, I watched the highlights. Didn't really glean too much off it. But... How are Falkirk playing under Martin Rennie? And I'm asking that with my Whitecaps hat on here because he was a strange manager when he was here. Very defensive-minded and kind of struggled to... He had his favourites that he would play week in, week out, no matter how good they were. But it wasn't wasn't an exciting style of football. How were they looking, Lee? I think I was the only person that watched it. Um, I'll be honest with you, Falkirk are a poor side. I, I um, thought that from the highlights because I was like, ooh. They're really, really poor. Um, 
it sort of flattered to deceive. Um, it, it was loads of like flair, fast paced. But I mean, if you the, the players they've got, they should have done a lot better. I thought that we did really well keeping Dowds quiet, um, considering the sort of form that he's been on. He didn't really get a sniff at goal. Um, didn't really get a chance to create anything. I think Chris Higgins, the last two weeks for me, has been man of the match both games. Um, I thought he played really, really well. Um, two 0 for Falkirk flattered them massively, and even their friend, their fans on Pie and Bovera were saying that they were lucky to get away with uh, any points rather than just three because we barred them really. Mm. Um, th- that was the best probably performance that I've seen from East Fife apart from the Cove game probably all season and we walked away with nothing it was the same as when we played them away we, we played really really well against them um, but obviously like the, the Falkirk chairman said the, the players up their game against Falkirk um, but oh, big big club big club that's it big club so yeah Martin Rennie's still a football nothing special but, but I mean equally you've got like, like Crawford you've got to give the guy a chance to, to build his own squad yeah. but they've made some pretty good signings this week so um, be interesting to see how they go, but um, well, they, they need really to go been. up. They, like they'll not go up I, now. No, I will put money on that they'll not get promoted this season. I think if they even make the playoffs, though, some of the fans may be a little appeased because it's going to show a little bit of signs of progress. But I'm pretty sure Rennie and Miller aren't coming cheap as a management team either. So, so, I mean, so maybe, they're 22 points behind Cove Rangers. There is absolutely no way they're winning the league. Oh, no, I, mean, I didn't. I was more still, meaning in the playoffs. But. Yeah, I mean, they're still obviously, you know, they're not too far behind Queen's Park, but I think they'll, they might get in the playoff, but then it's, uh, I, don't, I don't see them going up. It's kind of, we talked about this with ourselves last season. If, if you make a run to get in the playoffs, you're in form. And then you can sometimes carry that into the playoffs and the unexpected teams do it. Like we talked about, if we manage to get out of bottom spot, it means we've gone on a run and then we're in a relegation playoff, so we're in a bit of form. I think that's stretching it a little bit that's, now that's, as well. But That's never happening now. Um, the, the, the Dumbarton game had to be the catalyst for that change and the performance that we went and put in at Dumbarton. That, that for me, I just accepted relegation that day. I was just like, that, that's it now. Um, yeah. And we would have really had to have picked up. I think we said after the Dumbarton game, we probably would have needed six points for nine. And then a loss at Clyde last week, a point at Peterhead. Clyde will, will beat us next week. I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with that. So um, I, I honestly can't see our, where our next win is going to come from. I really don't. I mean, yeah. Let alone the fact that we're going to be into February and haven't even scored yet. Um, no strikers on form, no creativity in midfield and a defence that are getting put under pressure every single game. You know, I, I can't ever remember a season that we've had to use three goalkeepers as regularly as we've had to. Um, this season, that's Gallagher injured, so he'll be out, which obviously isn't a great miss, and, and Smith will be back next week, and, and young Campbell will be on the bench. But I, I, would be, I would be very interested to know if there's ever been a season that we've used more players than we have this year. Hmm. Yeah. That would be an interesting one. I'm pretty sure Stephen Mill's going to have a, a list, or Jim Kostorfin, they've got lists of all the players and stuff that, that's used. Like, like, Just before we delve into the Peterhead game, let's talk about the goalkeeping situation. So, I mean, Gallagher's out now. I don't think too many of us are, are sad about that. Got to talk about Jude Smith sending off against Falkirk, because it, it was a stupid thing to do, Doug, and it... 
it's the the modern goalkeeper seems to like to play with the ball at his feet, and you get into trouble. Yeah, it, it was that classic kind of um, absolute blind panic and all sort of rational thoughts have just gone away from the brain. And it was like, you know, you might as well just pick the ball up or, you know, it's, it was a tough one. And as, I mean, I never, I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts, we were, you know, the better team. And yep. they're the things for Crawford. You'll just tear what little hair he's got left out because, you know, I mean, it, 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 you start a game well. That, that, I mean, when you're bottom of the league, your team talk at the start will all be about that. Like, we've got to get out on the front foot and, you know, try and impose ourselves, get, try and get the upper hand and see what happens. And to, to actually have that happen and then Smith do that, you know, the only thing we could say it's the naivety of youth, maybe, but it was obviously a bit of a kick to the stains for sure. Yeah, I like don't want to pile on the guy. He's a young guy. He's He's been good for us this season. Hopefully he does learn from that because it is the kind of thing that, you're just left shaking your head. I was at a game on Friday night in the local amateur league that I cover here, and that guy, the keeper came flying out to get this ball that had gone over the top, slid to get it, missed it, and the striker's like, thanks very much, and this rounds him, and then just runs in and puts it in the back of the net, and it's like, stay in your goals! I don't know why goalkeepers these days do want to play with their feet, but, I mean, Smith's done that, Gordon, then young Campbell comes in, has a, a pretty decent game on Saturday against Peterhead, saves a penalty. Does that put him to start next week? Has he earned it with that penalty save or do you go back to Smith? Doug's shaking his head. It's a difficult, I don't, I mean, I take it Campbell's like a young guy from the under. Yeah, even younger, like by, when the, the still yeah. came up on the, on the Vimeo channel for this interview after the game, I was like, he's just a wee laddie. I think, you know, I mean, it's difficult because obviously Crawford's, you know, we've been we've been watching these players over the season. Crawford's just come in recently. But for me, Jude Smith has kind of earned the number one spot. Um, I didn't I didn't see the Falkirk game and it's like, oh, right, yeah, maybe he's just made a horrendous mistake. But that happens for even experienced players. And I think you kind of, you give younger players a bit more, slack with that it's it's always going to happen it doesn't really wash he's one of the players I would say that has, has been a positive this season um, I think he's been really good and I, I think we have him signed for next season and I'm, I'm pretty happy with that I'm happy to have him as number one going into next season as well so yeah if Campbell's come in and played really well brilliant I mean maybe he's kind of capable of being number two as well as playing in the under 21s and mm. you know See where it goes. Well, I mean, I, I I think I don't want to sound harsh. I, I think my thing from Saturday's game was he had pretty much nothing to do in the whole game. Like genuinely, I don't think Peterhead had a shot that I can remember. Uh, I mean, we'll come on to the game. I mean, the giving away of the penalty was ninety eight percent his fault. You know, uh, and I just look. He did great. He's got a clean sheet. His confidence it'll be. Power, you know, great for his. He admitted that in his interview that it was, you know, his doing really the penalty. But I, he he looks like a kid, like he's yeah. stiff and he's he just looks a wee bit nervy. He had a moment he, with about towards a minute the end. To go. Yeah, he came out and kind of fluffed well, it. I said, I said to Lee, I, as I was in there, I was like, 
Oh, what a, what a moment to decide to come for the first cross all day <laughs> against their tallest player. You're like, just He's stay very bored. To be, fair, to be fair, he got something on it, which, you know, but it was a wee bit like, mm. so I, I wouldn't, I, I, I mean, if it's a choice between him and Jude Smith next week, there's no way he'll uh, Campbell will bring goals. But, you know, as I say, he did very well and it'll do his confidence. No way. He, he's, he's played, what, two games now. He probably wouldn't have expected to have a game for East Fife for another two years, maybe. That's true. And you've got so the stat there. That was our first clean sheet since when? I think it was like August 26th or when we, when we beat Peterhead at home. La- last year? <laughs> yes. Well, okay, it feels longer. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Um, so, no, look, as I say, it's it's a, it'll be a big confidence boost him, but I don't think there's any shout for him to be starting next week. One thing I will say, and I pointed this out to Doug, was that Lindsay Hamilton was oh. excellent with him. It was, he was like a proud mother hen, um, but he was constantly talking him through the game from the dugout. Oh, that's good. Um, but to the point, it was like, it was quite sensational to watch. They hit, <laughs> sorry, Lee, you were probably about to say this. Peterhead had a free kick about right on half time, would defended well to get in, you know, into the wind to get your nil-nil. And he was screaming at him and he's screaming at Pat Slattery because I think Campbell was obviously saying, like, move a little that way and Slattery and the wall weren't really doing it. And Hamilton's like, Pat, if he's telling you to move, fucking move. And then he's like standing, Hamilton's standing like he's the goalie, shout to Campbell, like, telling him exactly what to do. And like, was on the edge of his seat while it went over and then he went back up the stairs and then he would run down every set. It was, it was actually lovely to watch. Like, yeah, I, I did say to Lee that I, I worried he was going to give himself a bloody heart attack, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved watching that, and it was great to see that coming from the sidelines. And even the likes of the, the last two games, like listening, uh, you, you hear Crawford constantly talking his players through the game, but Greg McDonald as well. Some of the the shouts he was making through the game, he had me in absolute stitches at the the linesman at the Falkirk game. The, the referee in standard this year is probably the worst I've seen it, by the oh, way. And, really? and, and, and I'm not joking. Horrendous. Some of the fills given against us, some of the fills that we don't get um, are absolutely insane. But Greg McDonald um, to the linesman last, um, the Falcon game is, Lionel, you are fucking killing me here. <laughs> it was brilliant. I was killing myself. Um, but on, on that, though, the refereeing standard this year has been really, really poor. And Willie Conker was um, at the Falkirk game, mic'd up to the ref. And if he didn't give us some of the decisions that we should have got, then the whole thing needs to be re-looked at because it is shambolic. Let's get VAR into the lower leagues. That's what we need. Or maybe not. The, the game I was talking about was that on Friday. That just reminded me, I've never heard a shout like this at a game. There was a, a foul on the play, the guy had pulled his shirt, and the coach yells, Hey, he's got a fucking nipple ring in! And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Slightly bizarre. I should message the yeah. coach and find out more about that. I was very curious. Well, right, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's because he's not allowed to have one in because it might get ripped out while playing football. Oh, because you're not you're not allowed you're not allowed earrings or anything like that. Cause they've got to be either taped up or taken out. Rings oh, as well. Oh, that would make more sense then. I was like, yeah, like it's so that if you're grappling for a corner, a guy doesn't do that and rip your tit off. <laughs> Jesus, 
Oh, <laughs> let's move in uh, to something less painful, maybe, the, the Peterhead game itself. Now, I was surprised when I went into the, the East 5 TV and saw it was nine minutes of highlights for a nil-nil game. I was like, oh, they've, they've struggled maybe to put some things in. I didn't write down many things from watching the highlights, apart from the last couple of minutes that seemed absolutely mental. But I, I liked that... I've been kind of, because I'm old, I've been going through sort of midlife crisis. Well, not midlife, I'm not obviously going to live to 106. But I've been like revisiting, I've been watching Top of the Pops from 1979. I'm up to September at the moment. I've got the unedited versions with Dave Lee Travis and Jimmy Savile presenting. <laughs> I just from my own little special collection that I have. But it, that's my favourite year of music, so I've been doing that. My wife seems to think that I need to kind of get up to modern times. So I thought it was very nice that they made me feel like my childhood and I was watching the Subutio that I used to get when it was the blue team versus the red team and you used to get them free with your, with your game because that's it did not look like East Fife in those red strips. Then they started playing and they missed a slew of chances in front of goals and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's East Fife. But sum it up for us, Doug. It was oh, chances galore missed. I don't know if it was chances galore, but well, we three. certainly <laughs> I've written three yeah, down. But it was it was three real good ones. I mean, I I wouldn't say it was a it wasn't a sitter. A sitter for me would be one that I should score. But for for forward ish players, they were massive, massive chances. I honestly think. I've said it, but that's the sort of game that Crawford will just be sitting in his car on the way home just going, I, I don't know what more we can do. We were or into the I, win I first half. I don't know half. why I took this job. Yeah, yeah, probably. We were into the win first half. We we defended generally pretty well. I mean, they've got Russell McLean up front, who's like seven foot ten. And I thought Chris Higgins dealt with them as well as you can. Obviously, the guy's going to win headers and whatnot, but I thought he was class against them all game. Um, and look, we defended very well. And then the penalty situation, which was kind of ridiculous in many ways. Um, but you see out to half time, you're nil-nil. And that's the that would have been the game plan if you're shooting into the wind. Get to nil-nil and then we'll be on the front foot the second half. And we were. We were on the front foot for most of the second half, bar maybe the first five, ten minutes. And you had three really, really, really good chances. One to your centre forward, who's a one-on-one, who just, I just, it wasn't a composed finish. It just, I mean, a good, I think a good striker would have lifted that over the goalie. It was a, it was about again no confidence. And then you had um, Mercer, who had a great chance, and then right at the end, Dunsmore, where you're just like, just hit the target anywhere, hit the target, and you've got a chance. But so I think it, it, on another day we might have won that two 0 and you'd be going, that was a, you know, professional, well-won game of football. Yeah, it would be like so, the, the comeback I, is on, we're making the run. Yeah, I, I, I mean, both Lee and I, I think, left the game. Yeah, I didn't have any real criticism. I mean, you know, there were certain aspects. We weren't great, we weren't good in midfield. The strikers didn't play well all game, really. But I, I didn't have many complaints after it, to be honest. That's a I could probably say we had four chances if you include Kevin Smith's one. Um, I did include that. I've, I've got 67th minute, Smith in on goal. Uh, Long does comes out good to save. Then I've got the Wallace one and the Dunsmore one. Yeah. 
what you've, I mean, Wallace for me. Um, now, was it not Connell? Connell missed a setter. I would, oh, say that, I would say that's a setter. Like Doug says, that should be finished. Mercer's one, it was almost like he had too much time and bricked it. That's the honest answer. Um, and Dunsey, I, I need to see it again. I've watched it twice, live and then once on the stream. I don't think that's an easy as easy finish as it looked. No. Um, I, I will give him that one. Just the way so, it came and he tried yeah. he was kinda of off balance as he tried to hit it. I, I knew I knew what he was trying to do. But Ryan Wallace is so far off form just now. Um he, he looks half the player that we seen last year. Now whether that's confidence or maybe just deep down he's like, I just don't want to be here. Um, I, I honestly don't know the answer and there is a concern with me with that because you know we've, I think he's still got another year left on his deal he'll be on pretty high wages but I, I wouldn't say he looks disinterested because he put in some really really good tackles and he's chasing everything down but he just he looks dejected almost um, he's, he's probably feeling very much the way that we feel but I don't know how as a manager you turn that around I really don't um, I think that'll be very very difficult but you've got yeah. somebody I worry um, that he's too. Uh, I worry that he's too angry on the pitch, Liam. I mean, there was a couple of times when someone didn't quite really? make a tackle, and he's like, "It's not, it's not like constructive criticism." He was like throwing his arms at the guy, effing and blinding at him for not making. It's like I don't. He's got to remember that he's at that age now. You know, he's a senior player, and there's a quite a few sort of young guys in our team. I just don't think that's the way to be. Amelie he, he just looks. Yeah, he looks a shadow of, of the guy from now, last year. I'm going to make a potential ballsy call here. I'm a big fan of Kyle Connell. His attitude really worries me. Um, he got subbed off on Saturday and went straight down the tunnel. Or that's what it looked like. I, well, I don't know, he, might, he was maybe just told to go and have a shower. He was raging at getting subbed. That's how it looked. Mm. Now... That, well, that's a good attitude, though, because you want to be, I, you I want to be staying in. Modes, Michael, but mm. he's, he's not really done anything for a few weeks for me. No. Um, I seem to see something that I don't think anybody else seen, um, and I've, I've not seen it anywhere. But he put an attack on Saturday and followed it up with what looked like a, a, a smack to the back of the guy's head. Um, oh, I think he's a, he's a ticking time bomb. When he plays, um, he, he really is a ticking time bomb, very unpredictable. And I think that if you're a smart manager and you're watching these five games, you're saying to your team, wind him up because he'll explode and he'll get sent off. I don't want Kip Connor to play next week. I think that, I, or I kind of get the impression that he thinks he's better than us. And look, let's be honest, he probably is. He's a very good footballer and we're not playing very well. But there's some real concerns for me personally about his attitude. Um, and he's not really proven to me otherwise. Now he's still young, right? And he's, you know, he's been down at Blackburn, and he's at a big, you know, I would say one of the biggest clubs in Scotland, in Kilmarnock. Um, so really, you know, he's probably thinking, I didn't, didn't want to be here. Eh? Um, yeah. He's a top goal scorer, I think, this season on on five goals. But Jamie Semple off the bench the last two weeks has shown me more in terms of a bit of composure, a bit, a bit of time runs. I think Semple probably deserves his chance. Now, I'm well, I was going to ask that. I was like, why is Semple not starting? I mean, Semple, for me, I quite like what I've seen, but 
I, I, there's still a wee bit, I, I, I've not seen enough of them to make a formed opinion. But I think I would like us to play a different front three at Clyde um, than we've played the, the last two weeks. I would quite like to see us play the young boy Healy, um, who, when he came on against Falkirk, was only on for a short period of time, but just had loads and loads of pace. Um, Semple and potentially Ryan Wallace and behind them um, would be where my choice would go because if you have a look at Clyde's defence, it's a very ageing defence and nobody with particularly loads of pace. And if we could use loads of pace to get in behind them, then I think that we might have a chance. Obviously, it all depends on being able to keep good quality quiet and that other boy that always scores into us. Um, but I think that a change in some personnel for, for Saturday wouldn't go amiss. Um, but we'll, we'll need to wait and see. I mean, we, we talked about it on the, the last couple of shows, Gordon, that it's like, when, when do you kind of give up on the season and play some of the young guys? And it's like, maybe not until it's mathematically possible. Do you think... Crawford's going into this Clyde game still thinking, look, we can do this. If we win against Clyde, this is the start of the turnaround. I can't take the risk by switching things up too much. I think he, he won't have this attitude of, we're down and that's that. You can't, you know, it's one thing us saying that, but you know, I think when, you, when you're manager, you have you have to keep going. You absolutely have to. That's the attitude you have to have. Um. I mean, he's obviously by by the looks of it. Obviously, I've not I've not been watching games, but by the looks of it, he's, he has been trying around different things. I mean, it looks like we played a different formation against Peterhead than we have before. So it's probably a case of trying out things just to kind of see what's working and see if he can kind of hit on a system that works. And that makes sense to me because you know I, I think probably at the point where you know I. I agree with what Lee's saying. You know, if, if he lay, you know, he's been playing in the Lowland League. It's not, it's not a terrible, it's not a terrible standard. Like if he's been playing well there, I mean, we've seen it before. We've been beaten by Lowland League teams. We've been beaten by God knows what league. But yeah, I think Sean Brown's scoring goals in the Lowland League as well. So who hasn't really been beating point. us though? That's a really good point. Oh, but give set dug off. It's like just, just try something. Um, and you know, we've talked we've talked about attitude a lot, and what you're saying about Kyle Connell, it's like it looks to me like, yeah, maybe some of these players are frustrated, but like if you want if you want to make it, like you've got to get over that. Like, he he might think he's better than us, and he might get frustrated that we're not playing well, but it won't really matter if he's got a, you know, if he's got a loan spell at his five where he basically does nothing and then got pissed off, barely played. Do you think Kilmarnock are going to want to? Keep a hold of them. Do you think, do you think clubs will be chasing after them this season? Oh, a, like... a lot of the when clubs send these young guys out on loan, it's to see what their attitude's like. Yeah, what you like when you actually get put in a real situation, and if you just lose it, and you know you can't, you get frustrated, and you kind of get yourself back. It doesn't really look good for you. Um, Connell's not championship level, right? So his contract comes up at the end of this year. It's going to be a League One club that looks at him. I would imagine, and feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. So, no, really, he should be trying out his skin. And I, to be fair, I don't think there's a lack of effort from him. But he, he mm. does try, and I think that his anger is probably because he cares and he wants to do better, but he's probably frustrated that he's getting no service. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, he had a chance on Saturday, and I get that. 
what I mean by his attitude is that there is definitely an arrogance there. I do like his shithousery, which I've mentioned on the, the show before, which I think, you know, all good players need that sort of yeah. wind-up merchant arrogance, which I get. But I don't know, there's, there's just something about him. Um, and if he doesn't correct that, no club's going to want to take him. I mean, well, get, I get just... frustrated. So getting frustrated is good as well, but you've got to, you've got to control it and get over it. You can't just like, yeah. lose yourself to it. And I think, you know, it's an easy thing to do. I mean, everyone will have done it at some point. But... It, it's also easy to be frustrated if you're producing the goods. I mean, yes. you know, you're playing for a poor team, you're a striker, you've had a golden chance to make it 1-0 and you've missed it. It was similar to the game we were at Gordon at Montrose, nil nil. He's through one on one and misses it. You know, you've got to take these chances. I think there's a good player in there. He's very similar to Wallace, I think, which doesn't help us. I don't like both of them playing, to be totally honest with you. Well, um, I just look I, to see I, how old I, he was. He's that... twenty now, and he'll be twenty-one at the start of next season. So he's getting, in terms of like making it for a big team, he's getting on a bit. I think. I mean, I think he could play. I, I do think he could probably play for a championship type team, not a top half. Any, yeah, maybe but, lower. But you've got to remember as well, we're not creating much at all for him. Football's about confidence. Airdrie fans liked him a lot, and I know it was the same league. But a partnership, if you've got the right guy playing with him, he's, he might be very effective. Um, he's still young. I mean, there's no reason to say he can't do anything but I, I mean I got fucking annoyed him and just how many times he dived he was just went down so easily on Saturday it was a joke um, yeah look, went I, down I, so I much Gordon thought he was back in Uruguay exactly exactly yeah no I, I think there's a player there I just I think he's probably just getting the longer this run of no goals for the team getting more and more marooned at the bottom guys that are on loan will start losing heart I think quite easily yeah, it's it's going to be tough, I think, to to just keep things going in general at the, the team. I hadn't looked at the League One table for a couple of weeks. Just I because we didn't do the show last week. I thought ah, haven't I, I'd seen the results. I hadn't looked at the standings. I just got them up just now. Holy shit! I did not know that we are now fifteen points behind Clyde. And it, it feels not that long ago we were talking about, oh, we could maybe catch Clyde, maybe catch Peterhead, Dumbarton. And it's like, we're currently eight points adrift. Having played a game more than the four teams immediately above us, it's, it's direr than I even thought it was. I knew we were kind of fucked, but 15 points behind Clyde. Every, look, every, every other team's picking up points now. I mean... You know they're all they're all picking up points. Dumbarton got a great point against Cove. That they're all going to pick up points, and we're not. I mean, I've never felt at this stage of a season so hopeless. I want, apart from the championship season ninety five ninety six, mm. because we got that, absolutely ridden every week. That was a horrible season. I remember being at Dundee. It was like seven one or something, and I'm, oh. I was questioning myself like. Why am I coming to these away games? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I've mentioned it on here before, but the first game of the season was St Mirren at home. And I remember my dad on the way to the game going, if I've got any chance, these are the games, because St Mirren weren't great, these are the games you need to pick up something. And we lost 4-0 and it could have been 10. 
I mean, it was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, I was, I was like, oh, I was quite young at that time, like maybe 10, 11, something like that. And like stupidly, I was like, oh, like East Fife getting promoted. We're into like, we're in a team with big team, in a league with big teams now. Like East Fife are going to become a big team. And like, I remember that St. Mern game and I, you know, I was, you know, off the high of that Archibald season, going into that thinking like, oh, we're just going to keep improving. This is what supporting a football team's like. Oh, that was an enormous wake-up call, that game. Just just yeah. utterly thumped. Yeah. I'm trying but to get the, the, the season up because I'm trying to see how many points we got that season. 13. I thought it was 13. I just wanted to double-check that. Yeah, yeah. We've win. got more points now, so this this isn't as bad. I, I think I think Brechin beat our record for the worst points total Yeah, when they got relegated with four points, I think it was. We, we actually had a lot of draws in the first quarter of that season because that I looked back on it and there was like I saw a picture of the league table after like nine or ten games, and we actually weren't that very far behind because after we got spanked by St. Mirren, we took a couple of other beatings, but we drew most of our games and we beat Falkirk or something, so we were really actually hanging in, um, which I, I couldn't remember. But after that, it was just nothing. Mm-hmm. It was the 96-97 season. Because you said 95-96. That was was the one that we won the the thing. Oh, yeah, our goal difference was minus 64. (laughs) (laughs) We've still got time this season yet. Ah, That's true. No, it was 14 points we got. So we're on a par with it. We need one more point and it's it's not terrible. And only two wins uh, that season. I, I I do think going back to... Modern day, present day. Do we have I, to? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said at the at the start of the show. I, the, the signing of Watson, Darren, confuses me a wee bit. I, I just I, I think that's a it's a strange one when you've recalled those. Unless he just thinks they're not good enough, I don't know. But possible. I, I just find if you're ever going to throw some kids in and give it a go, surely now's the time. We've tried every possible combination of every other player in our squad, you know, and none of it's worked. I just don't see where the harm is in well, starting some, one or two of these boys. You know what I mean? You've got to remember, it was Young that punted these guys on loan, right? So Crawford is, hasn't really seen them. Really? He's probably thought, I'm going to recall them because they're on amateur contracts anyway. I found that out recently. So it, but they're not costing us any. So... Crawford brings them back, sees if they could add anything to the squad, provide a bit of competition for places because these guys will be young and hungry. Um, and, you know, that's potentially his method. I see that we've lo- uh, loaned Mansouri out to East Stirlingshire, yeah. who we clearly have a good relationship with. It. We've, we've sent a few players there. Um, that's going to be playing them soon. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, Mike. Um, we don't so... get a good relationship with, like, Barcelona or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, could you, could you in our life, in our lifetime, could you think of a worse team in <laughs> Scottish football history to have some form of weird link-up with? It's <laughs> a very, very Chanel. valid point. Oh, I have <laughs> my back to laugh. But, but I, like, I, I like how you made something that I was trying to make positive negative, so thank you very much for that. <laughs> there be, be no positives around here. <laughs> yeah, have a word with yourself, Lee. Uh, yeah, well, I was told by Tony McMinn that I, I think I'm the angriest man in Scottish football. Um, last time that I seen him, so I've decided that I'm going to change that. 
and I'm not going to be angry on shows anymore. I'm just going to try and be placid. Now, what I've also developed is a marijuana habit, which I only do before I do this show to try and keep, <laughs> even kill. But like, I, I think that ultimately we've just got to kind of accept where we are. Um, you know, if, as long as the performances are more like the Falkirk one, I can accept us going down. Um, and and that you know we've said that several times in this show. Um, we are ultimately a yo-yo club. That's what we're going to be. We're going to have some. Love those biscuits as a kid. Oh, brilliant! Mint one. ones. Oh, oh, mint as well. Yeah, I do enjoy the mint one. Yeah, but we are ultimately a yo-yo club. We'll have a couple of decision, uh, seasons in Division One, um, a couple of seasons in Division Two. But, you know, sometimes you go down, then we could potentially push for a title and, and get another championship next season. Um, so, you know, there's, there's swings and roundabouts, right? Um, at, at this season, you know, we've said it already, if it got to eight points, that was too much. That's too much. Um, what I think that Craw needs to do now is start planning for next season and get players tied up on, on pre-contracts. Um, players that he maybe likes, maybe players that he's had at East, uh, Edinburgh City that might be decent or whatever. He's seen obviously a lot off League Two this, uh, the first half of this year. So he's probably got players that he'll have his eyes on. Um, so we just need to wait and see. Um, I, I can't see us doing any more business unless it's a couple of players out. Um, maybe that allows us to bring somebody else in. But, you know, I don't even think if we put Messi on our team that would keep us up now. Well, we've got to move these guys on at the the end of the season, and it's going to be tough if they've got two year deals as well for a lot of them. But we'll get into that in future shows because we've got a lot of air time to kill in the coming weeks, where we're probably not going to want to talk too much about the games. You two were at the game. Give us your three two ones for the Peterhead game. Um, I'll go first because I don't want Doug to steal my thunder. Three points, Chris Higgins. Um, I thought Chris Higgins had a, an excellent game on Saturday although I got challenged for that opinion on Twitter um, I thought that Higgins was was excellent um, on Saturday you know the penalty albeit a little bit harsh when I watched it the second time you know he's clearly going for the ball and he's, he's bundled him over call it clumsy if you want um, but he, he had to go for it because Campbell didn't come out for it um, but I, I thought that Higgins did a great job marking a remarkably different, uh, difficult player to mark in, in McLean. He's big. He's you know he's quite quick for his size as well. Megan's did a really good job. Um, he did a good job against Dowds the, the week before. Um, two points you've got to give to Liam Campbell <coughs> solely for the penalty save. Um, you know, You're was, was it... awful. You shouldn't be standing out in the cold. Yeah, sorry. That's because. Uh, I'm waiting for my turn once Big Scotty's finished. To be fair, he's been going for some while now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, two points to, to Liam Campbell. <sighs> the, the one point's difficult because Saturday there wasn't um, a lot of players that played particularly well. Um, but I'm going to give it to Dan Higgins, um, who I thought had a decent game. And to be honest, he had a decent game against Falkirk as well. He's, he's maybe started to see a little bit more of what we, we could expect from him in, in the, the next season. So I think he signed until next year as well. Uh, well Luke Lang's very similar. Uh, three for Higgins, who I thought was very good. Um, I've given two to Campbell, but I should really have given him one because he had nothing to do. Um, but I'll give him two, why not? And one I gave to Steele, it could have been Steele or Higgins, I think. But just first half, really, when you needed to kind of 
dig in and clear lines and whatnot. I thought he did it as well as anyone, really. Uh, also, just a quick FYI, anyone who likes mint chocolate uh, should be on some form of offenders list. Just to let you know. I, I love mint chocolate. Oh, I love exactly. it. Oh, well. That's three of us. Point me. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we are looking for a new fourth for the show. If you are interested in replacing Doug, please get in touch with us. Glory days of gold at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Nonsense must apply, apparently. <laughs> yeah, um, if you are going to get in contact, please make sure it's after eight. Hey, <laughs> that's that could be your best joke you've ever done in this oh, show. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So there's 13 <laughs> games of the season left to go. Seven of them are at home. I've just quickly worked that out just now. We're at home next week to to Clyde. Any optimism? No. No. Y- y- oh. Yeah. Y- yes. Thank you. You can stay. I don't. I don't know what it is really, but I think. I think the last two games we've been quite solid, and you know, if you get that first goal, you never know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we're gonna win one nil on Saturday. I like if we get that first goal. If we get a goal, that's yeah. like a start to build be things honest, from. Michael, I'll be honest. I've said it out loud, and the. The little voice in the back of my head has just gone, you fat idiot. What are you even talking about? Bit too many golf balls to the head? Yeah, just, you know, just a fanny. I mean, yeah. But I'll I'll keep, I'll stick with it and go one at least five, even though I won't won't be putting it on my coupon. Put it that way. Well, like Gordon, you're back from holiday. You've got to be in a great mood. Optimistic? I just can't be. You look at Clyde, uh, undefeated in four. Obviously, even before that, they've, they've been on a great run. They've just got themselves you know, right away from the relegation problem. I don't know how. They don't yeah, they're, like they're a point team. away from the, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they look more likely to challenge for the top four than, than be dragged down now. I don't know how, but they've just seemed to be able to do it. And I, I mean, we've not scored in five. We've not won in, what, 12 I just just cannot see us winning. Three of those four games were draws, though. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love what... three draws in <laughs> five games. You'll probably, you'll probably know the answer to this, Gordon. But when we last won a game, which was against Dumbarton, Peterhead, was it Dumbarton? I think I think it was Dumbarton. Beat Dumbarton at home. You're right. When we won that game, were we? Within like properly within touching distance at that point, like having won that game, I, I think I think we I think we were. I mean, I don't I don't exactly know, but I seem I remember you know the feeling of it being like right if we win this game, well you know we're we're pretty close to someone probably Clyde. Yeah, Wouldn't I remember us being about five points off somebody, and it's like yeah, that's just maybe, two wins, <laughs> maybe even less than that. But I do remember it being after that game, thinking sort of like, all right, I don't know. Good performance, good win. We're actually got ourselves kind of close to someone now. Like maybe this is the chance to push on, and then it's like, right, I twelve so twelve games when, that I win. When we've been bottom of the league for I don't know how many games now, it's it's very very difficult to have any optimism. Yeah, three wins out of twenty three. Right, Mister Angry. No optimism from me at all. Um, Every time I've thought we've played Clyde, I've went, this is a game that's winnable. And I've been ultimately proven to be wrong. Um, I 
think probably a 2-0 defeat, unfortunately. Um, but I'm not angry about it. Oh, that, that's good. Those CBD gummies that I sent you over from here, obviously doing the trick. I, I, thought, the next level, yeah. I actually thought the fans in general were pretty decent on Saturday. There was a couple of boos at full time, but not really anything of, of huge note. Um, I mean, there was guys behind us that thought every player we had ever was awful, which was quite amusing. But uh, I, I didn't think, you know, there wasn't much going on at full time, but it's nice to see there wasn't much sort of negativity flying about. I think What's a lot point? of folk are kind of resigned. And bringing in a new manager is going to buy them a little bit of time and have a little bit of goodwill, because I think the the general fan base understand Stevie Crawford's inherited this team. They weren't doing well when he inherited it, and I think the folk were giving him this window. It will be interesting to see, because there's not been much movement, if some of the snipes get a little bit louder over the, the next couple of weeks. I saw enough from that Peterhead game with chances being created, yeah, they weren't taken, to make me think that at some point, by the law of probability, something's got to go in at some point, so I'm actually going to go for 1-1. Nice. I want to try and be optimistic. Good. I mean, well Clyde, Clyde, Clyde might score a known goal. Mm. Oh, that's true. That we don't even happen. have to score it. Yeah. Do, do you know the, the, the phrase you often get when you're at the bottom, but you know you, is, I tell you, one day someone's going to take a beating off us. <laughs> that, <Yeah>. couldn't be, <laughs> that, could not, that could not be further from the truth. <laughs> not saying it's the, not saying it's this year. Could be, no. uh, three years day. Where, where managers are like bemoaning that their strikers aren't scoring goals. I tell you, see when it clicks, one day someone's going to take an absolute beating from us. Okay. <laughs> Burnt <laughs> Island Shipyard in 2025 yeah. in the Fife oh, Cup. They're going to oh, ruin this. I, I messaged a good mate of mine who's assistant manager at St Andrews United because I think we we're playing them in a bounce game tomorrow. And I said, please tell your players, don't break Danny Swanson's leg. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah, he I might just, be back I, for the Clyde game. He's going to be in the squad, apparently. So it would just be nice to uh, just see him play football, maybe. You know, yeah. Went back for the swan song. Ooh. Oh. See, Gordon, are you back? Are you back on Saturday? Because this is a shit I had to listen to for 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hope, I've, I mean, that, that is the plan. It's going to be my first, uh, first live game in quite a while. So maybe you maybe, know. maybe me coming back will turn everything around, turn our fortunes around. That's well, it, mate, I, I'm, I'm hoping to maybe make it over late March, early April. Maybe that could turn our fortunes around. But well, fucking speak, late by that point. Speaking of which... Speaking of which, um, hopefully this week the tickets for Archibald 2.0, um, because we've got 12 tickets left um, for oh. ones that were handed back in. Um, I've, I'll double check the date just now, give me two seconds. So obviously if there's anybody looking to make, 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 that, make that 11. Uh, you want one of them, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't get to the first one, so I'll definitely... Seventeenth of March. So if you want one of the tickets, Patrick's Day. Have one. Oh, it is. It is. Is it going to have an Irish theme? Yes. Yes. We'll all wear our our broccoli away tops that none of us have bought. You two, your heads look like potatoes. So 
True. What, what I'm very excited about is uh, on the 5th of March, uh, away to Montrose, uh, there's a few of us getting the train up early, a few beers on the train, beers in Montrose, go and watch us get pumped, leave at half time, beers, then back on the train home. So if anyone wants to join us, do it. I don't know what train we'll get, but let's do it. Yeah. Probably the one to Montrose would be a good start. What's that? The one to Montrose would be a good start. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> at least what one they'll get back there. <laughs> Montrose seems like a decent wee town to go out in. Quite yeah. a few pubs. Yeah, Everything yeah. seems to be in that main little strip. Mm. Gordon, that, that's, Gordon, that suggests you're going to join us. Yeah, why not? Yes. Bet I'm, going to, bet I'm going to game sober. I've been watching Michael Portillo's uh, coastal train journeys and he's gone from Dunbar and he's been around East Nuke, up to like Dundee, up to Stonehaven. Despite not liking Michael Portillo, it's actually been a really nice series. And I've been a little bit homesick seeing all the train journeys because it's such the East Coast line. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful journey. Uh, I, I randomly watched the episode the other day when it was the, although it said East Nuke, it's like, how are you getting a train to East Nuke, pal? Yeah. S- stretching it a little bit. It's like Lucas for St. Andrews, all, all of a sudden we're in St. Monan's. Yeah, I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. But yeah, check that one out. So I think that's pretty much it for, for the show. Does anyone have any fun things, anything that you found amusing that we can laugh at to end the show? Not laugh at, but Aaron Ramsey to Rangers. Oh, I was going to say that to you, that's mental. And I saw that when I woke up this morning, I was like, what? And they've <laughs> got an option to buy, so if they want it, like, it's done. <laughs> Like, yeah, but that but that'll be I mean there's absolutely no way they'll buy Aaron Ramsey because he's on four hundred grand a week just now. And apart yeah. I think you are paying like ninety-five percent of his wages or something stupid. Ah, he'll just say no. Yeah. I I think my my take on it all was he was he's gonna sign for Newcastle, but he doesn't want to join them now in case they get relegated, so he's gonna wait and see what happens. Oh, that's I a good can't, can't think of any other reason. But but again, you would be able to just join Newcastle alone and do the exact same thing he's done at Rangers then, by that logic. Yeah, but maybe there's a... I don't know. Whether it's Newcastle put, didn't want to take him on loan or something. I don't he's, know. he's just trying to put himself in the window for a, a move to a Premier English club, I would, I would have guessed. He's got a chance of winning a medal here. Yeah, I was going to say that. Pick up a couple of trophies, yeah. First game is on Wednesday, though. Quite the baptism, just going straight to Celtic Park for Old Firm for your first game. I've been enjoying the the, the Premier League this season. The battle at Ma- the bottom is going to be interesting. Michael Lee and Gordon are chuckling away at Lee's joke that we missed there. Oh. So repeat that, Lee. Just because you said it was quite the baptism, and I was like, good choice of word. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. I never thought about that. You, can't, you can't say baptism anymore, Aaron. <laughs> 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 we, we always hoped we were going to get Aaron Ramsey here in Vancouver because he was best buds with Carl Robinson that was our manager here and we thought oh, a couple of years time he'll end up here obviously yeah. going to the It'll lower be, league Doug well, 36 or 37 before he joins a pub league <laughs> <laughs> although I did see um, I just checked there and I saw Canada beat USA in World Cup qualifiers they yes. look like they're, they're almost there, they're much, basically right? there. Yeah, this, this yeah, is why we didn't right. record this on Sunday because I was watching that 2 0 win. Genuinely, Canada have probably one of the best th- front threes in the world right now. 
because we play Alfonso Davies as a as a left winger as opposed to left back, and so you've got him at Bayern, you've got Jonathan David that's at Lille and is apparently rumoured to be going to the Premiership, and you've got Kyle Lahren as well that's like lighting it up in Europe. So those three guys are actually pretty deadly. Mm. Scott Arfield, for some weird reason. Canada is on the verge of being at their first World Cup since 1986. Scott Arfield switched from Scotland to Canada to get him to a World Cup and he's announced his international retirement. Has he been playing? Has he been in the squads and stuff? No, there's been lots of murmurs that there was a bit of a bust up with a new coach that came in and then he was injured and he didn't want to come over for the shitty games against like Aruba and Bermuda and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like, well, if you don't want to come over for that, you don't come yeah. over just to play the US, so fuck you. Yeah. But this is your one chance to play at a World Cup. Why would you... Chance. <sighs> that is strange, yeah. yeah. And David Wotherspoon but... switched as well, and he's out injured now with his, was it Achilles or something that he tore? So he might miss out as well, which would be heartbreaking for him, but anyway. Enough, enough Joe, of that. Could you, could you imagine... Uh... A World Cup game. Say, say Scotland qualify, Canada qualify, we're in the same group, and there's Scottish guys playing against Scotland in a World Cup final. That would be yeah. fucking bizarre. Can you please add an S to that statement of World Cup <laughs> finals? All right, yeah, you, yeah. Know, <laughs> you did say World Cup final, which is a bit yeah. I saw a documentary, spoof documentary, a couple of years ago where some guys had Scotland qualifying for Qatar and then winning the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. I didn't imagine that, did I? It, so far, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw that. I'll have to dig that out. Anyway, that is it. Any final words, Lee? Where can folk find you online? In all the usual places, if you want to see me espousing my usual virtues. Um, but no, I don't really say anything important. Lee G1903 on Twitter, if you change your mind. Gordon, where can folk find fun tales of Uruguay? You must have a travel blog. You'll be struggling. Um, I don't think I've used Twitter in months, but uh, yeah, you could probably probably find me. I think I'm like G Henderson, nineteen thirty eight, or something like that. Something imaginative like that. And Gogs in the Guai is his special travel blog (laughs) that he's got. So I look forward to seeing all the photos on that. And Doug, where where is your tales of a caddy, the the secret caddy, like the secret footballer? Nothing too exciting. I'll be back at Kings Barnes mid-March with a possible trip to Saudi Arabia just before it. And that's it. Fun and games. And you can't find me anywhere unless you know where I live. I don't know. Especially in Saudi Arabia. If if you can't find him in Saudi Arabia, that'd be a bit worried there. Were you you the bald bald guy masturbating outside my window this morning? (laughs) No, that was Scott Young Rasky. <laughs> that was his warm up. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, you've had pelters in this show all of you. In this uh, wind? Yeah. Shh. Good my stamina though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's a gore. <laughs> <laughs> that negates my edits I was going to make earlier. I have to keep it all in, otherwise it won't make sense. Or maybe I will edit the early <laughs> stuff out and folk will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is, it, why is it outside Doug's window? Anyway, uh, I'm Michael McCall. Find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Yeah, read all our stuff online, AFTN.ca, for all your fun 
Vancouver Whitecats and MLS stuff that Doug just can't get enough of. And you'll also find our North American podcast on there as well. Get in touch with us on the socials, gold, gloodaisagold at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook. Anything you want us to chat about over the coming weeks because we probably don't want to talk too much about the football. Might even get some more interviews lined up. We haven't done any of those for a while. Do you want us to still do these weekly? Would you want us to turn by, maybe? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for catch. <laughs> Could get Scott Young involved, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, the, the length of time I actually stood there watching him this morning makes me think that <laughs> makes me think that by might be the might be the way forward. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we will be back soon. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care. Keep that stamina going, Scott. And more than five. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. <laughs>